Hello, and thank you once again for joining us for another edition of SpinCast here at Stay Plugged In. Today, we've got a, a, an entire squad with us, which I am happy to announce here from the uh, University of Central Missouri. We have uh, Steve, who is the coach and the head of uh, director, excuse me, of esports at the program. Uh, he is also the assistant professor of mathematics at the University of Central Missouri. Uh, we also have Robbie, who is the Rocket League coach, Lucas, Overwatch coach, and Brad, League of Legends coach. Hope you are all doing well. Thank you all so very much for joining us and taking some of your time today. So it is appreciated. Let's, uh, let's jump right into it. I'd like for all of you just to kind of introduce yourself. Give us a little bit of a background. Tell us how you got started in gaming and esports in general. Uh, and how that led to your coaching positions over at UCM and where you are today. So with that, we'll just start with you, Brad, if you can give us a, a start off with your background. Sure. Uh, so I started playing ever since I was a kid. I remember my dad playing, you know, Super Mario Brothers, first Legend of Zelda, and wanting to, you know, one day beat those games. Uh, played through most of my life, uh, got into the Call of Duty scene as a kid, uh, stumbled upon League of Legends, uh, about season one, season two, and kind of fell in love with the game and played through it a lot, made a lot of, uh, you know, good connections and like the amateur, a little bit of the pro-am scene. Um, whenever I went to UCM to go and study biology education, I found out about the esports department and applied and made the team. And that's kind of where I am now. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Lucas, how about yourself? Uh, well, just like Brad, it started a long time ago with one of those little TV Atari adapter things where I could play all the old Atari games. And so from there on, I just kept playing different games, moved through different devices, eventually landed in PC gaming and uh, played a couple of games there. TF2 was the first first person shooter I played. Uh, like I actually tried to get better at a little and then uh, I saw Watch kind of getting some traction in its beta, and I was kind of watching it. And I told myself, if it looked like a game I wanted to play after the first month of its release, I'd you know dive in and see what would happen. So I did. And then about a year in, I kind of wanted to start taking it more seriously. Found a YouTube channel, Overwatch Dojo. They helped me get better, and I'm still friends with them now. And that led me to uh, getting even more involved in esports with a guy named Spilo, who was who is now currently the head coach of the Boston Uprising Academy, who is, uh, that's just one tier below the professional scene of Overwatch. So I think that's pretty cool. And so he's just helped me stay encouraged, you know, keep going, keep getting better. And I'm wanting to pass that on to everyone that I'm involved with. So that's kind of how I got started in esports. And then I saw that we had an esports team. I'm like, I got to get into this. And so I just showed up, did my best. And here we are. Awesome. Awesome. Robbie. Tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Okay, so um, actually my first game was, uh, I, I was big on Nintendo. So my first was like the DS, the Wii. You know, I started with Mario games and mostly all Nintendo games. Um, we all chipped in the Wii when I was young. And, but like the first time I really got multiplayer games was my friend, he had an Xbox. And so I'd go over there and we would play Black Ops together. And that was really like my first time experiencing multiplayer like online. And I just, I had a blast. Like I got addicted really quick. 
And um, so, you know, I was, I really got into like really multiplayer gaming instead of single player because that, that thrill of just wanting to win. And so my first like competitive, like esport, I would call it is um, me and my friends created a Counter-Strike team. Mm-hmm. And we actually played at a land here in St. Louis. Uh, it's called Laclede's Land. And we placed uh, third in our first land ever as a team. And so that really kind of like jolted my ride up into wanting to play esports because I mean, the thrill of being at a land is just something, it's something different. Like just being there with everyone and just that, just yelling and going crazy. It was just, it was a blast. And so when I came to UCM and I saw a poster that was, we were starting an esport team, I was like, I have to get in on this. Like, you know, I, I love the thrill of gaming. And so, and I eventually made it to the Rocket League team, and here I am, so. Very cool, very cool. Steve, shout out, well, tell us a little bit about, uh, obviously, your background, how you got into it, and now, obviously, you're kind of the director there for the eSports program. Tell us about it. Okay, well, I've also always been a gamer, uh, but I can remember Atari and remember Pong, and so <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing since the beginning. Um, and I've always been a big World of Warcraft fan. I even have like the World of Warcraft insignia on my office door at the university. So students have always realized that I've been, you know, love gaming. And so the UCM Gaming Network asked if I'd be their academic advisor. And that's kind of where it started for me. Um, so um, then I realized that Mizzou was starting a team. One of my colleagues showed me an article that Mizzou was actually getting into competitive esports. And this was this past year. And I thought we need to do that too. And so I you know, did the work, you know, found out how we could actually build a team here and, and put our first 15 players together last fall. And it's been growing wildly ever since. Yeah, it's been amazing. That's awesome. I'm going to stick with you for a moment, if you don't mind. You're also obviously the assistant professor for mathematics. And there's certainly a correlation between the academic side of things and equals. And obviously that oh, yeah. potential. Um, certainly, I'm sure all the, all the panel members here would love to go pro one day, but that's, that's, that's not easy. I'm sure <laughs> experience that but from a career perspective if you're passionate it sounds like you all are in this space there are so many opportunities that are out there if you can uh coach Shattuck tell us a little bit about that um well there's a few things I mean my major goal with this was maybe they're not even going to be in esports after they graduate but this is going to be a firm way for them at the university to have something that they can kind of grab a hold of that that can that can make them want to stay at the university level. Uh, we're an academic team, so they have to maintain a minimum GPA of 3.0 at all times. And so, um, we, I'm, my main goal is to give them an avenue to graduate uh, and enjoy the ride, you know, and and have a good time doing it. And I um I know I love gaming, and the and I think that's the the trend right now. I think most young people love to game in some way, shape, or form. And so I think this is really an avenue that wasn't tapped into yet. This was a group of our university that had not had a chance to be part of a community of something, at the, you know. And I, I, I from, you know, purely retaining the student perspective, I think this is an amazing opportunity for our students to feel like they belong. And so for me, that's, the, that's my side of it. I want to make sure that they graduate, that they have the best experience at the university possible. And, and I think this is a means to that end. But we do have, like you say, a lot of software engineers, computer scientists, all sorts of degrees like that that are part of this team. And this is definitely giving them firsthand experience on a lot of those topics that they might eventually get into as a career. Yeah, yeah no doubt about it. I mean, our generation, I say that you look a little bit more like you're around my age. Um, <laughs> rotary, right? We have this type of you guys can play games on your phones now. 
carry the phone across the room just to be able to talk on it. So, but that's uh, Brad, tell me a little bit about your team and kind of what your routine is, let's say on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis. If I was a freshman and I came on board uh, at UCM, what, what would the expectations be like from your side of things? And what does is, is my week-to-week look like? Yeah, uh, so we have like daily practices, of course, uh, about three hours Monday through Thursday, um, where we do things like solo queue, uh, individual lane mechanics, we'd work directly, kind of like if you refer to to like baseball or or basketball, right, like you're going to have drills and we'd have similar kind of drills. Um, throughout the week, certain days would be focused more on like the team aspect of it. You know, basketball, you're running the Oklahoma, the boat, the soup, whatever kind of plays you're running. Um, and kind of learning the game overall. And then outside of the actual like three hour practice time, there was a lot of times where I would individually meet with the players just to try to get, um, you know, sometimes there's stuff in, in practice that, you know, this semester we had 10 kit, we had 10 players, 10 students on the team. Can't really get to all 10 of them in three hours. Um, and so breaking it up to, you know, some in the evenings kind of helped you know, get them that extra time that they needed. Got it. Got it. Good deal. Good deal. Um, Lucas, talk a little bit about the juggling act, right? Because obviously to compete, you want to do well. You don't want to just go to go. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is social gaming and there's clubs where, hey, we just want to show up and have fun. Uh, Robbie talked a little bit about, you know, showing up to the land and the rah-rah that goes on around that. That stuff's awesome. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, you want to do well. You want to try to win some of these things. So, you have to be able to juggle to maintain a 3.0 or better. And obviously know that down the road, this may be something that you do now, but ultimately you want to have your career. What's that juggle look like for you, uh, Lucas, on campus? Obviously the first thing is academics first. If you have an assignment, you have a project, I want you to see you getting that done first Mm -hmm. and then you go play the game. If that's not getting done, then you don't have a spot to begin with. Like we can't have you being, you know, academically dishonest or ignorant or anything and be on the team. So it's academics first. After that, I want you going into the game, focusing, trying hard, trying to learn, take criticism, do what needs to be done. But it always comes down to, are your assignments done? Are your projects going well? Are you doing well academically? And if not, is there any way that we can possibly help you get to the spot that you need to be at? Awesome. Awesome. Robbie, let's talk a little bit about Rocket League. That's a game near and dear to my heart simply because I have a daughter who plays soccer. So visually, this is an easy one for me. I can watch that all day long. Uh, League of Legends, a little bit more difficult, certainly. (laughs) Certainly easier. But Rocket League's the easiest by far. But tell me a little bit about what you enjoy the most, on whether it be the coaching side, the playing side, the events that you go to the camaraderie, the social aspect. Obviously, there's a lot of things I just mentioned. But for you personally, what do you get out of this the most? What do you enjoy the most? Um, personally, like, uh, as I said, I'm really competitive. So, like, when we do play these, like, bigger schools as, like, a new program, and we either, like, come close to beating them when they're, like, you know, like, maybe like five years old and they all have like the three strong players that all like have the strats and we're just kind of new. Yep. It's, it's when we have those really close games or we do end up beating them. And it's just, 
that thrill of like we did it like i can't believe it like that's amazing and so personally i think competing against these like other schools i think just competing in general is is definitely my favorite aspect and the honestly meeting everyone and getting to know your teammates like I didn't realize how close I'd actually get with my teammates and like how, like how we grow as friends. Like, you know, when you play sports, sometimes you don't even end up liking the people on your team. You just kind of like the sport. And, but I mean, I can't tell you how much I love my teammates and uh, I just can't wait to get back into the gym with them. You know? Yeah. Got it. Understood. That's awesome. That's a cool bond to have. There's almost, sometimes there's nothing that will match that. So that's awesome. Um, Steve, talk a little bit about kind of dovetailing off of what Robbie was just talking about, the social component. Lots of times parents will, will watch gaming or have children that game and they look at it as, well, they're stuck in the basement or upstairs in a room and they're not really getting out and about and talking to people. That's just not the way society is nowadays at those ages. Again, it's not like how it was when I was growing up. Talk a little bit about the social aspect and some of the advantages, really, of being part of that UCM club. Yeah, um, what it is is, I mean, you 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 get to actually physically be with your team, and I mean, again, as gamers, we realize that you could sit in your basement and play with other people, because again, I mean, that's how the this sport actually works. You really could do that, but what makes uh, an esports team at the university level different is you are actually in the arena. You're with your teammates, you know, you know, twelve hours a week at least, and most of them play together a lot more than that outside of the actual practices themselves, and so you can see the bonds being formed. Um, you can see the excitement in the arena. You can see people wanting to get to the arena. And I, I mean, so it was, I mean, I played football. And so it's, for me, it was a similar kind of thing. You wanted to get there. You wanted to, to, to be part of that team. And I see that with my players all the time. Um, it's exciting. You don't have to tell them to come to practice. They want to come to practice. You know, they don't want to leave practice. I have to tell them to leave practice. You know what I mean? Because they, we, we lose the arena at six o'clock. They got to get out, but they don't want to go. You know? And so uh, I, I think socially, it just, it's much, much better than just sitting in your dorm, for example, and playing games with random people at night, people that aren't on your campus. And you hear the teams talk about going out to eat together, doing all sorts of stuff together. So they've built that camaraderie, that bond. It's almost like a fraternity of players, you know, they, they, they now have this connection for life. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it, fraternity of players. And for me as a parent, you know, if I've got a son or daughter that walks on campus, they're trying to find their way, you know, they're, they're wet behind the ears just trying to figure out where do I fit in. And to a degree, everyone games, it's just a matter of how much. Some are, again, super competitive and really good, Robbie. Uh, some are just <laughs> the social aspect of it. Um, and obviously everywhere in between. So finding that likeness, um, that social connection, I think is critical. Talk more, if you will, Coach, a little bit about that arena that you're alluding to. So again, I'm a freshman, I'm coming on campus. Where is it you folks practice? Describe a little bit better, if you would. Um, sure. What types of events do you run there on a consistent basis, whether it's per semester? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, as of right now, we don't actually run any events because we're brand new to this. So this, again, was our first year. Um, we are just trying to run the ropes at this point. Um, and so the university did not give us an actual arena for ourselves yet. We're working on getting that put together. But cybersecurity, the professors in cybersecurity allowed us their lab, the use of their lab, which is the best lab on campus. Um, so we have the best systems, the best connectivity, all sorts of stuff. And we get that room. Um, for all practices, all competitions, you know, and so we call that our arena. Um, the dean right now, we're in the College of Health Science and Technology, and the dean's funding us right now, and she is um, putting, finding some space for us to build our own arena. 
We're working with Dell. And so hopefully in the next year or so, we will have something just to call our own. Something where we can take freshmen and say, this is where we play, you know, the state of the art arena that, that is really a draw to our campus. Yeah, we're getting there, yeah. but it's going to take some time. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the same footprint. Actually, you're ahead of most schools, believe it or not. So at the end of the day, uh, the fact that you have uh, a club there, a team there, and, and you're moving forward with that is certainly further along than a number of people that even have well, it's amazing how fast it's grown. In the fall of, of you know, fall of last year, we had 15 scholarships. By spring, we had 27. And in the fall of 2020, we've got 40 scholarships ready. We're going to have six games we're running. It's, yeah, it's just growing so fast. And because the need is there. I mean, as the students want to do it. They want to be involved. And so, yeah, it's growing with leaps and bounds. So we need that arena soon. <laughs> well, it sounds like we've got some, some administrative support. And I'm sure that it will only get stronger and stronger, especially as those numbers. Numbers don't lie. And as those numbers continue to jump up like that, that's fantastic. Um, Brad, talk a little bit about, from a competitive perspective, who are some of the favorite teams that you like to either scrim against or compete against in season? Well, uh, anyone that that's really at the top of the ladder, um, you know, I, you can sit there and and play against equivalent teams or or worse teams, but you don't learn anything. Um, it really, it, sometimes you just need to get kicked into the dirt over and over and over again to learn the strategies that work, so that you can work on imitating them. Um, if you can imitate and learn and figure out why these are working, it just makes you a better player overall. Uh, I still would like to scrim against some of the first teams that we played uh, in the in the because um, they were leaps and bounds ahead of us. I mean, they were some of the quickest games we played all season. But I think they were the the biggest opportunities for us to learn as a team. From no understood, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, and sometimes yes, certainly certainly sharpens that tool to get better, and potentially even brings up more motivation and drive to get to that top of the mountain, if you will. Mm -hmm. Lucas, for you, of uh, Overwatch, is there certain teams that you look forward to scrimming against or competing against? Uh, we go for all types. I mean, you've got your high tier that you want to go against to see how you stack against them, you know, because you scrim for a while. And if you're scrimming, you know, equal or lower, you eventually get used to that and you think you're at the top, but you got to put yourself back in check. And, you know, like Brad said, sometimes you got to get beat down to understand where you actually stand so if we're trying to figure out a new strat just simply get it working understanding how we're supposed to do it we'll usually go for a lower tier or equal team so that we can actually have that practice time without you know it's it's a gamer thing you get tilted you get mad it's just that's the competitive environment so we're trying to reduce that and i'm learning something new but once we feel like we got that going we then try and find some higher tier teams or someone we struggled against before that seemed equal, but then they just had the edge on us and we tried on them instead and you know, see how it stacks up. Yeah, understood. Robbie, let me ask you this question. Now that uh, we're kind of on lockdown, you know, eSports in general was starting to transition a little bit more and more onto television. ESPN has its own eSports, ESPN, uh, TNT started to broadcast some things, but now even more so to the point where I've actually been able to watch a couple of Rocket League events over the last few weekends. Um, how does that make you feel knowing that this is becoming, as time goes, a little bit more and more mainstream? People, even if my generation, are starting to understand it better and better and better. How does that make you feel as one of the coaches? Uh, great, because, uh, I mean, that's more exposure. Uh, that means more players, more, 
you know, skill coming in out of, you know, and as a coach, you always want more skilled players in your program. Um, it helps you grow. And um, I think it's great that that is happening in society because, I mean, let's think back to when, at least I was little, if you played video games, you were a nerd or like, you know, you were a loser. But I mean, now that it's sort of transitioning in the mainstream, like who's to say that a guy making like six figures in an uh, arena winning major tournaments is now a loser. So it's just, it's awesome to look at. And so I, I'm hoping people are starting to see that, like, this is a real thing and this is really like something to, you know, enjoy and get into. Sure. Or loser might be a little bit strong of a word, <laughs> but I look at it this way to your point though, Robbie, I look at it this way. Imagine if you can go back a hundred years when basketball was first invented, right? And they put that peach tree basket up and said, yeah, we're going to put this ball into there. And every time you do it, it counts as a certain amount of points, whatever it was back then. Maybe it was still two. I don't know. Well, for everyone that was first watching that was probably scratching their head saying, yeah, you guys are crazy. This will never catch <laughs> you guys are losers, right? But just experience has taught us that, you know, that's what I grew up with. Uh, to a degree, that's what Coach Shadok has, uh, has grown up with, different traditional type sports. Where esports is, while it's been around a very long time, quite frankly, it's now that it's really caught on over the last five to ten years per se, um, it's still relatively new. It's still in, in its infancy. You know, you guys are going to be that lead generation that when you're 10 years from now, 15, 20 years from now, are going to want to watch it, uh, probably through some streaming network more so than even television as that continues to grow. Uh, and the demographics coming up behind you, that's all they're going to know for the most part on top of it. So it's a, you guys are an exciting place to be uh, to see this growth continue. So um, kind of just a, a lighthearted segment here since I've got three different coaches here. I've got to ask, who's got the best team? <laughs> well, I mean, you want to say your own, but I'm going to be honest here. I think Robbie's got the best team out of all three of us. I mean, you've you proven it. Yeah, definitely, Robbie. Wow, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm gonna be a little. I don't want to not be humble because <laughs> <laughs> we are in the room with all the coaches. But we did have a, a fantastic season. Um, it did end in a winning style, so we were we won more than we lost. And uh, since it was our first really year running and playing against these bigger teams that have been established, it was. I thought it was one of my. I mean, for now, it's it was just a fantastic year. And so I, I couldn't have asked for a better first year, really. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Um, who's the better coach? I honestly I have no idea. I, I've only seen Brad. And that's about, I haven't seen Robbie's style. So. Shattuck is, yes. Yes. Right answer. Right answer. It's Shattuck. It's Shattuck. We've got to secure that spot in the fall. <laughs> I love it. Good answer. They're all amazing. They're all amazing, Rick. Yeah. Like I said, lighthearted, guys, lighthearted. Good stuff, though. Good answer with that. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that you guys are going through, and you, you just don't have perspective yet. You're just not, frankly, you're just not old enough yet. You know, I've been a coach for a very long time. I've been around coaches for a very long time. The impact that you have on your players is something that they're going to bring with them through a lifetime. So kudos to the three of you. You're all great coaches just based on your role. Period. And, and I should say the four of you, uh, Coach Steve as well. But for the three younger guys, it's, it's amazing the things you learn as a player from those mentors, from those coaches. 
Uh, so again, kudos to the three of you for what you do and what you take time to do. I know you love it. You have a passion for it. That's what makes you good at it. But you don't have to do it, but you do. So good job by you guys. Um, let's kind of switch gears a little bit and talk about, obviously you're in your first year. There are some things that it looks like obviously you're working towards. What are some of the things that if you could kind of wave a magic wand and look three years forward into the future, UCM, eSports on campus, what would you like to see happen? What would you like to see different? What would you like to see better? Brad, let's start with you. Same question for all of you, by the way. Oh, man. Uh, well, not that the chairs that we're sitting in are not comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just, just, I mean, I, I imagine just, I mean, we say state of the art, but really, like, what is state of the art? I mean, uh, computers that all look exactly alike, branded, unbranded, doesn't matter. They sure. can say, you know, Shaddock's basement PC company for all I care. Um, but it's, it, they all, I mean, they're all branded. They, they all look like UCM. I mean, you, you walk in there and, you know, you, you see the same kind of way that the student body and that the faculty looks at the baseball team, the football team, the soccer team, uh, you know, have that same level of just, you know, feel like you belong. And it's not that we don't belong, but just feel, you know, it, the arena doesn't matter. The, the, the acceptance, I guess, yeah. on campus to me really kind of matters more. Because, yeah. I mean, we can, we can game with, you know, Windows 95 PCs for all I care. Yep. As long as we've got that, uh, that, that community aspect. Yeah, there's nothing like that. There's nothing, I get it completely. I mean, 100%. When you've got that school branding, that permeates your facility where you guys are wearing the same shirts, they're in the same type of chair with the logo, they've got the computer wall with the same logo, the room is colored with the school colors, mm -hmm. the mascot up on the wall, and there's no better feeling than going into something like that, especially from a recruiting perspective, right? You get a freshman right. around and say, yeah, just check out our room. And they're all like, whoa, this is awesome. So completely, completely get it. And you probably will see that. Like I said, it's just, it's a new space. I think everybody's yeah. learning every day, literally as to how can we make this better and better and better. So hopefully that's something that does come about for you. Lucas, what, what about you? I'm more on the competitive side. I really want to see us competing at those levels that, you know, you're watching the, like the solidified pro scenes, like the Overwatch League or League World Cup or Dota Cups, you know. I want to see us competing just below that where we're supposed to be, you know, and being at that high tier, being up there, showing the world that we can do it, we are good at it, and we're going to prove it to you, you know, whatever it takes. And I just want to see that happen, have the players to make it happen, have the drive to do it, and just have a love for it in general. Yeah, no doubt. And again, same thing. You guys are relatively new at the scene, but the number of growth uh, year after year that you've been able to display, I think – that helps too, right? When you've got 30 Overwatch players to choose from, to choose the top ones to continue on at the most competitive team, that certainly helps out too, versus just choosing 10 or whatever. So that, again, you'll see that growth as well. Uh, Robbie, last but not least, what about for you? Uh, I mean, they both said really like the, the ones that I uh, agree with, like I agree with those, but also something I want to add to that is like, I want to get, 
for the program at least i think this would be really cool to have like set sponsors you know like big teams have like their sponsor for good and like they get all their stuff i want i want to see the program really earn those sponsors that like want to stick with you and and grow with you as a program i think that'd be really cool to like you can walk around and like someone's like hey you're on the esports team and, and you're like yeah we're sponsored by this guy too and they're like oh wow that's so cool because like i like right now we get uh, we get free drinks from uh as a sponsor and so i get to brag to my friends i'm like yeah i'm sponsored by you know monster i'm sponsored by this and they're like they're like no way and i'm like yep <laughs> so i think that'd be really cool for the program to get like a set sponsor yeah no doubt about it anything free for college students is going to be really cool period but i agree with the sponsorship level as well um the neat thing about this particular podcast and i've done quite a few guys um this is one that's incredibly relatable for students that will be watching they could look at brad lucas or robbie and be like yeah I'm, I'm real similar to that guy so again i think the three of you are doing a lot of things correctly and uh, steve kudos for you to bring this group together uh you guys are definitely headed in the right direction so but we are running up on it on time but before we go steve any parting words that you would give for our audience again mostly middle school some high school as well as parents that are entertaining esports in general. Uh, any parting shot that you would, uh, or parting word of advice that you would give to them? I would say, what? Um, be careful with the program you pick. Start there. Make sure that again at the university, the job one is academics, and so find a place that, that you want to go play that's going to help you succeed not only in esports but also in your degree program. Um, so I, I think that's very very important. I think all universities at least part of NACE, which is what we're part of, the National Association of Collegiate Esports, that's their main goal. Get students in there that not only want to game and play, but also want to get their degrees, that want to do it the right way. And so if you ask me what I see in the future, I see a, a huge team where everybody eventually graduates. And I think that's very important that you find a program where, at least as a parent, you want to, see, you want to send your child to a program that wants their, their academics to come first. And I think that's what most universities do. Yeah. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well said. Uh, again, fantastic. This is, again, a kind of a different one. If you guys watch any of our other ones, you'll see what I mean by that. I love the fact that the three of you, meaning coaches, uh, beyond just Steve, were able to come on board because it really gives us a good insight as to, hey, what do you guys like? Definitely not losers by any stretch. Um, <laughs> but uh, certainly wish you the very best. Thank you so very much for your time. Stay safe continue to compete and let's definitely do this again maybe in the fall when things are hopefully somewhat a little bit back closer to normal would love to just touch base catch up see how you guys are doing and, and what's new in your scene as we progress in this esports world day by day so appreciate it thanks again thank you all for watching another edition of spincast here at stay plugged in and until the next time we will see you later <laughs>